Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Hey, bitch talkers. We got a basic bitch for you. Um, hopefully you listened to the last episode with Joel McHale. Boop, boop. Uh, and we survived that <laughs> and we're here. <laughs> oh, boy. What do we even start with? There's so many things. Uh, I mean, I'm the, yeah. What? There's so many things. Oh, so, so many things falling apart. It's like where to begin. <laughs> yes. Everything's falling apart. Uh, no, I mean, we're planning the wedding. It's happening in October and, uh, <laughs> it's just funny. I haven't got my outfit yet. Ange hasn't gotten either outfit yet. Right. Ange, is that what you said? Yeah. I'm hoping that what I ordered fits because I'm going to have zero time to right. get another one. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> mine is not as important as yours. Come on. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll be, uh, we'll go to Marshall's the day before and look for something. I mean, that's what it's Ross. feeling like. It's Ross, the Ross yeah. jumpers, the Ross. That's right. Ross, go to Ross and find something. Um, but it is funny. So Jeff has been looking for suits, looking online. He really wanted to go like very eco-friendly ordered something online. It came from, uh, across the pond and didn't fit. Uh, because he didn't realize to, of course, he didn't realize that there are different different sizes for UK, UK or yeah. U, U, EU versus the US. So, um, <laughs> so had to ship that back uh, over yonder. And so he found another place in the city called Indochino. And allegedly they're green. I don't know how, but um, I went with them. He made an appointment to go down there. It was downtown. It's down, um, not near Ghirardelli. What is that? Anyways, Union Square. No, Union Square, but further down. Anyways, um, I went with them and it was just really odd. (laughs) The appointment was odd. The guy was odd. Um, Just like you know, oh, um, uh, just everything was like robotic. That's all. No personality. I'm like, dude, we're here to spend money on like a suit for a wedding. There could be a little bit of personality here, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff got to pick like the suit, like the lapels, like the stitching, the inside, Ooh. like all of the things. It was, it was really cool. So we get to the end of it. <clears throat> we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, you know, where, where are these suits made? Because they're pretty inexpensive for a handmade suit for like everything to be tailored to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're supposed to get it within four weeks. And I was like, okay. And he's like in China. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, well, I thought he did research that he it was did like- when he, I guess when he Googled green suit makers or whatever, they were like first in line. So they must've paid at like Google ads to like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
So he bought it because we're under a tight time frame. But even like with four weeks and then they're like, and it takes two additional weeks to to um, to hem it or whatever, if you need some alterations. And we're like, what? <laughs> so hopefully he gets a suit from China. Yeah, but it takes a couple of additional weeks because the kids in China are in school right now. So right, it takes a yeah. little longer for them to sew right. the suit. I'm just kidding. His suit is not being sewn by kids in China, but that is maybe not that is a good thing to keep in mind is that like you can't even trust our search engines anymore. No, because people can just pay their way through. Yes. The algorithms you can pay for. Yeah, you can pay for the, the search. <sighs> yeah. Search terms. So I just hey, I'm I, sure I, he's going to look great. I'm sure it's going to be fine. But, you know, that's they just trick us at every corner. It's it was literally bastards. Yes, it was literally right at the end. It's like Jeff had his card out. And he's slipping it through the, the thing. And we're like, wah, wah. So that was fun. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's fine. You're just trying to do right. Um, and you get screwed. <laughs> you get screwed. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's half of your culture heritage yeah and these were made by my family member <laughs> in the town that my family member ancestors grew up in no um i mean it, thanks to be honest, <laughs> trying to have a positive spin i know but you know if we really think about it half the shit that we probably wear you know I mean, well do we really no right fast fashion like anything you get at target anything at h&m all of the things are just made in costco costco yeah. is probably might be the worst hey oh, but Sorry. the hot dog is still a dollar 50 with soda <laughs> yeah you wonder why right Refillable where the hell soda. where the hell are those hot dogs coming from no they lose money on every hot dog and the ceo there was this huge article about it well huge to me because i follow costco news there was this big article about how <laughs> you really do you follow the hashtag on no Twitter? but you know i just oh. kind of look up things sometimes when i'm bored but the the ceo or whatever was like no we're not going to change the price of the hot dog even though we're losing money on it because it brings people here they're paying a dollar 50 for a hot dog and spending 300 inside it's all about capitalism so but he didn't change the price of hot dogs, what I'm getting at. And I respect that. Thank you. Okay. But he got <laughs> you to buy a dumbass Yoda pillow. I mean, let's go there. But you love it. You love it. It's so much dumb. Joy. Excuse me. Yeah, you would never have bought that unless you saw it at Costco. No, I never would have bought it. But do you know how much joy it's brought me I know. in the past six months or whatever that I've had? And it. your mom and your mom. When I was came out of my surgery, I was like cuddling it while I was icing my Aww. knee. While you're eating salami, <laughs> it was just the first day. I don't know why you're so stuck on that. I had I salami, was. a salami snack. I know no one that comes out of surgery and is like, give me some cold cuts. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not your average bear. So. I have <laughs> all salami. And, you know, when I'm feeling pain or upset, Salami makes me happy. So oh, me too. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And it was too yeah. hot for pho. So. Right. Right. <laughs> too hot for pho. Is that a name of a song? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be my autobiography. Too hot for pho. <laughs> no, I like fishing for pho. Anyways, 
Revive yeah. that. Revive right. that next year. Good point. I'm anyway. sorry. Side note. I was scrolling through pictures because I posted a and since Ange is not really on, but it kind of is on social media. I posted photos of us as kids yesterday. I, I, Me? I put, yeah, I, all oh, of Lord. us. Okay. All of us. It's fun. It's cute. Yeah. Hey, pictures of faces. That's what Instagram likes. So that's what I'm trying to give them. Hmm. But, um, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, who knows? I don't know now. Anyways. Oh, I know. I was scrolling. <laughs> through, I was looking for photos just of like, I was like, I have to have a picture of Char somewhere as a kid or like through our, all of our messages our 99 plus images through our text thread. Like there has to be something. I couldn't find it. Anyways, I found Char's photo on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. And um, I, I came across the picture that Ange took of Barry Jenkins in Mexico. And I was uh, like, with Lulu. With Yes, I forgot that we already confirmed Lulu, Lulu is, is right there. It's nuts. They weren't together that far back. And oh, that's 18. We didn't even love 17, her yet. 19. I, I, it was 18. 18. No, 19. I was working on the campaign. It was 18. It was Thanksgiving 2018. Sure. Yeah. It was because we met her in 19. Right. That's right. We didn't even know that we loved oh, her. Yet. I just I looked at that <laughs> like, photo. I was like, Fucking no, a. why did it, you go over? Yeah. So for those that don't know, I was in Mexico City for Thanksgiving and I, I thought I saw Barry Jenkins and we had just it was that was the same year that I interviewed him. Right. 2018 mm-hmm. for Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Or was it 2017? Mm-hmm. Moonlight was like 2017. 17. OK, so I sent a picture to Aaron and Char and they didn't believe me. No, it's not him. It's not him. And I was like, it's him. Anyway, fast forward. We find out that uh, Lulu Wong, who they've been dating now for a while, was in the photo with him. And we interviewed her at Sundance two months later. Right. We fell in love with her. And now she's been on the show two times. So it yes. just came full circle. And the world is nuts like that. The world, I'm going to say, because that's. Yeah. San Francisco to Mexico, right? To LA, LA, right? Yeah, I yeah. Wish, so. I wish we still had those a, a screens capture of our text messages from that time because it was well, it, it was if you want to scroll for five hours. Well, sure it was we Aaron and I it. giving Ange so much crap for like she's just like, it's them, it's or not them, it's him, it's him. We're like, yeah, right, whatever. How drunk, yeah, are you? you're drunk, and yeah, exactly. And then I think there was a couple of things. I think maybe, wait, may, did he say that he was in Mexico or something like that? We did. Some- I think I was doing some sleuthing and I saw that he, there was a film festival in Mexico and I have a feeling what he was really there for was for Lulu because she was probably screening the farewell. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, he, and he was wearing his uniform, you know, yes. if you've ever seen Barry out, out in the wild. He's wearing like a sweater with a collared button up shirt and, it, you Always. know, his really cute glasses. Yeah, he's just he has a look and he's just yeah. no matter what, if you're on a rooftop in Mexico in <laughs> weather, Barry Jenkins is still going to be wearing his uniform. Yeah. And I knew it and I was too scared to say hi to him. And, I'll, you know, it's going to be my one regret on my deathbed, but that's OK. The one just one. Is that everything you have to put on perfect. your gravestone? Everything else has been perfect. Yeah, that's going to be on the gravestone. Just and, I'm and sorry. I should have said hi to Barry. Should have said hi to Barry. No, okay, two regrets. I shouldn't have sat next to him on the couch when I interviewed him. No, and I that was perfect. said hi to him. Anyway, this is too much inside baseball. Let's let's move on. Oh, okay. Well, that's all I had. 
uh, I mean, there's there's a lot more, but I'm well, sure you all have some things to share. Well, I do have an update on my life at Leisure Worlds. You know, I've been here. I've been here taking care of my mom for um, nine months now, 10 months, maybe You're I don't about even to give know. birth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so now I've reached the point in my uh, life here where now her friends are trying to hook me up with their nephews and their right. so-and-sos. Uh, so most recently, her her friend was telling me, like, she called to say hi to my mom. And then she tells my mom she wants to talk to me. And, the, you know, they all know that I'm her caregiver or whatever. So I thought they were going to ask me, like, how's she doing or whatever. And she's like, oh, my nephew, he he asked me to find him a wife and you're beautiful. He'll marry you. This is this is her open to me. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> uh, just completely thrown off. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm just focusing on on taking care of my mom. And that's my main concern right now. And she's like, oh, he understands family comes first, but he'll be at this luau. Her, the, her Filipino club is having a luau next month in October. And now this nephew is going to be there and I'm freaking out and want to wear something like completely disgusting. Or, you know, I was toying with the idea of wearing my dad's Elvis costume, maybe. So he just like is too freaked out to approach me. Uh, and yeah, so now it's just gone to the next level with my stay here. And I'm just like, I don't know how to get these people to back off, you know, and leave me alone. And my sister said, maybe I should just tell them I'm a lesbian, you know, which isn't too far off, but they're so religious. I'm like, oh, then they're going to start gossiping and they're going to want me to go to like camp or something. Yeah. They're going to send you away. Yeah. Yeah. Pray it away. Yeah. So I, I don't even feel comfortable with that. So wish me luck. I'm going to this luau and, uh, I can't wait to see. Can you take a picture of this guy? I'm sure it's going to be real interesting. No, I will not. Because if in the off chance that he sees me taking a picture of him, that'd be horrible. He'd be like, oh, she's into me. Eat a bunch of garlic or something and have that. She already does that. I already do that. And isn't that kind of a turn on? I don't know. I like the smell of garlic. Yes, I like it not in people's mouths. Onions are one thing. Onions, I get. But garlic, no. what's wrong with the smell of garlic? In someone's mouth? No. Yes, it smells no. like garlic fries are being cooked. I have no <laughs> problem with it. I have zero problem with that. I don't know. How can you like the smell of garlic, but not like garlic breath? I don't get it. Uh, it's like onions, I totally get. Vinegar, you know, there's certain things that are like, ooh, you know. Anyway, no, because I, I don't know it's been chewed and it's gross. No, thank you. Well, you know, in the off chance that he's hot, you know, we'll see. Sure. <laughs> but I highly doubt. I, I highly doubt. I it. would say like at ninety nine point nine percent. This is not the guy that I've spotted for you that works at Goran <laughs> Brothers in your neighborhood. Goran Brothers. Goran mm. Brothers. Yeah. Who's really your type? So. Yeah. I mean, you should be writing about this. Are you writing about this a little bit? You, ha- you would have a book. No, my I don't know. I've just so much shit has gone on. My sister tells me that all the time. Are you writing this shit? Like, yeah, you can't make it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Make this it is up. never a dull moment. Like for a re- living in a retirement community there's never a fucking dull moment in this in this parts. Oh, I was I was going to ask. And this is well, it might be a spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, but um, are y'all caught up on Ted Lasso yet? Oh, yeah. 
on season two? No. Yeah. Shar, what the fuck are you doing here? Go watch it right now. Let's stop recording. (laughs) Has it already been 10 weeks? Is it or is it? No, but it's eight. I think there's eight episodes right now. So it's almost it's close. You're waiting so you could binge the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so much. All I have to say is what is happening with Nathan. That's all I'll say. Real disappointing. Anyways, but very human, very understandable that that would happen. Okay. All right. Lasso, um, White Lotus, I'm caught up on. Mm. Your thoughts? Interesting. Not what I expected. Whenever, like, when everybody was talking about it, I, I I think it's great. I think it, and I mean, like, I love Connie Britton. Right. I'm all. I've always been a big fan, and um, like the, the whole cast is is it's it's done really well, mm-hmm. and um, I do um, you know, without spoiling it, I do like kind of the weird twists and turns that you like, you know, the the look in this hand and it's the other hand type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think that was it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's getting a second season. Me too. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they move forward. I mean, it's, apparently it's going to be like a different hotel every season, but but reoccurring cast members are going to pop up at some point. Hmm. But yeah, Jennifer Coolidge was oh, just a serious her. highlight, a serious <sighs> highlight. She- and I. And those two girls, I mean, the oh, high, the college girls, college girls, I mean, they're obnoxious, but I they stick with you. I don't know. I'm just like, like even the characters you hate, you like, I don't know. It's weird. I, I mean, I just. And Kai, I dream I have new dreams now about Kai. Oh, well, maybe that's what this guy will look like. He's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> At your luau. A girl can hope. And, you know, I'm not saying never because you never know. But who's going to ask their, you know, aunt that lives in Leisure World to hook them up? Like, what kind of people do you think she's going to find? <laughs> I just have no clue, like, what to expect. But anyway, it just makes me think of what's the movie that we watched during? Was it Slam Dance or was it Camp Fest? About the Filipino caretaker. Yeah, I, that's so funny. I was just thinking about that. The islands. Oh, islands. Oh, islands. the sun. He was yeah. the sun. Yeah, I'm thinking the, of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, falling in love with his cousin. Yeah, that's. A I, I mean, no. Yeah, no, that wouldn't happen. I don't know. That's just all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's fun. It's very it's, fun. It's good fodder for the podcast. Yeah. Right. All of sure. it's for the podcast. That's what I live for these days. It's yeah. Just, what would Bitch Talk want? Exactly. Yeah. And also, I mean, we should say on that point is uh, Aaron and I just got interviewed by KQED, which was pretty exciting. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, maybe I didn't sound excited, but it, it was. You're really it selling was- it, Ange. <laughs> It was very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I uh, sound like the guy at the suit store. We um, got interviewed by KQED and it was exciting. Yeah, sure. He was just off. I don't know what was happening with him. Um, yeah, we got we got interviewed by Sarah Hotchkiss from KQED. Uh, and it's all about um, artists and folks in the Bay uh, that are raising funds uh, for Planned Parenthood. Um, 
And yeah, I, I, I hope I didn't sound as dumb as I felt like I did at the end, but, um, I think it all came out. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and, and it was just because last week when, uh, Texas passed, uh, SB eight, uh, I was just feeling a little helpless and I poked, I poked our, uh, so-called Hollywood friends to do stuff and, uh, gotten a really interesting conversation with one of them, uh, behind the scenes. And then the next day I was like, why aren't we doing anything? So I just put up, a, a, a fundraiser that's going on now on Instagram and the funds will go hundred percent to Planned Parenthood Marmonte. Our friend Steph Walton works for them and, uh, they serve mid California, Northern Cal I'm sorry, mid California and Northern Nevada. And, uh, most of the people that they serve are women of color that are living below the poverty line. So I just felt like, you know, I put up a bunch of links in our bio, uh, to talk about what SB eight is also to other, uh, donation sites and links, uh, that will directly help the, the folks in Texas right now. But also I just felt we have to do something local too, because, uh, California is a safe haven for women uh, or people coming into the state for abortions. So the more money that they have, uh, the more health care they can give to these people coming over state lines. So because that's happening already. Um, so, yeah. So we got interviewed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably going to be, you know, just a small part of the article, obviously, because she's interviewing all these different groups and artists that are that are fundraising. But she did, you know, make me think of a lot of things that I hadn't thought of prior to, you know, my rage mm -hmm. about SB8 <laughs> was just like my own personal history with Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood and the access that I've had, the freedom mm -hmm. that I've had to this access my entire life, which I took full advantage of, you know, well into my thirties. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, she, she asked a lot of interesting questions that made me, made me think about things that I hadn't, you know, processed prior. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the, that I know what question you're talking about. Cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, we've always had Planned Parenthood and abortions always been always a, a political thing but it's always been available to us mm -hmm. or just healthcare in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, now that's in danger. So, well, and just the fact that like, you know, I didn't grow up in a family where we talked about sex or sexual education. You know, I still don't know everything about sexual education. Oh, really? <laughs> I was never taught, oh. No, you know, whatever. Anyway, I'm joking. But, um, you know, I, I didn't grow up with parents that I could talk to about this or ask questions and feel like I would get an answer other than just pray, you know, because that's all I would get. But um, so going to Planned Parenthood or free clinics was the only time I had an adult mm -hmm. conversation about sex mm -hmm. and, and sexual reproduction and my options and anything. It was the only time because I went to Catholic school and I had Catholic parents. So immigrant parents too, you know, mm -hmm. at that. So it was the only time I had sexual education. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I've just kind of been marinating on that and how important that is um, and how it, how it kept me safe mm -hmm. and, and, you know, healthy. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's, Anyway, <sighs> yeah, 
I like that the one, so Shari, you'll like this at the end of the interview, she's like, so what's giving you hope or inspiration? And Angie and I had nothing to say. Like it's <laughs> just, it was like, we flatlined. I was like, wow, you silenced us. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah. No, and you know, there are a lot of things. There are. She caught us in a fucking off moment, obviously, but there's so many things that give me inspiration. But you know, ask me in the wrong moment, and I'm like, nothing. I yeah, just want to end it things. all. And yeah. it's very stressed out. And yeah. But you know what I should have said too is like the courageous women that we know mm-hmm. personally the courageous women who share their stories with us and, and that we know that have lived through so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be somebody famous. It's like, no, we all have a part to play. And right. my own friends inspire me daily. So that's what I yeah. should have said. Well, you came up with a good answer, though. I don't remember. You said anymore. the people doing I the blacked work. out. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like our Joel McHale first date. He blacked out a little bit. Uh, oh uh, man, Shar, you're quiet over there. Have any have anything to share? No, I mean, you know, a lot of the same. It's uh, I was telling you guys off the air a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. I think I feel like I've been climbing a mountain for mm-hmm. a couple of months, and then maybe we're kind of starting to roll down that hill a little bit. And you know, there's. I might have a little bit of runway now, but I mean, who knows at this point, you never know. Everything's as, as, as we all know, everything isn't always exactly what it seems sometimes. Correct. Never. So, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, starting to feel better about the way some things are. I get angry and then I don't. And then, you know, but then, um, I look forward to, you know, stuff that's coming up and, um, uh, you know, this, we have I, we were talking about it off the air too is like our next couple months are just like <laughs> are gonna be even, insane we're I gonna have so much fun it's like yeah. you've got a, Aaron's got a wedding and just gonna come join us we're gonna go visit Ange. I'm gonna go to Nashville like it's just like um oh, maybe we're going to Chili Fest we might be going to Chili Fest yeah exactly and that's you know that's a that's a thank you, Shar, for saying that, because that's what I keep telling myself every day is like, don't let this moment change you. Don't let, you know, all this shit that we're going through in the world and in our own personal lives, don't let it change you. You know, we can we can still be, you know, positive, strong, capable, optimistic to a certain degree, to a healthy degree, not to where it's like unhealthy. I'm just like, don't let this moment change you. Like roll with the fucking punches and carry on. I tell myself that every day. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to let this change me because I'm just going to deal with it. Oh, for sure. And, and yeah. And uh, you know, some of the stuff that I'm dealing with too is like, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of BS and I sit there and I'm like, I can't change those thoughts like when I was like and all I know is I know what I'm doing and mm-hmm. I, I was like and I can and, and I know that at the end of the day when all of this is said and done you know two months from now five years from now whatever whatever this is going to be I'm not gonna I can say I I did what I thought was right and I did the best that I could yeah mm-hmm. and you and you were there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah that's 80 like, percent of the Battle thing, is I, being I there. that's some of the stuff that I'm dealing with too is like I'm getting a lot of judgment on you know decisions that I'm like decisions for 
things that people aren't even here for. Right. And, it's just like, and haven't and haven't been there. And have an opinion. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, has yeah, I have an opinion. opinion about how you're doing this when I haven't been around. So like I get to I get to stand over you and tell you how you're not doing this or you know, whatever. And at, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I can't let that stuff bother me. Mm-hmm. Just can't. Well, I just want to say Shar's being a little vague because she's caretaking someone with dementia right now. Right. So, and dealing with that and has been dealing with that for a year, uh, all year. A year and a half now. A year yeah. and a half. Since before the pandemic? Yeah, maybe. Uh, right when the back pandemic- in the middle of the pandemic. I think it was May. Yeah. Yeah. Started. So it's just been ongoing and um, there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's still complicated. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and I have to be cryptic because. Right. Correct. Things, things that I say get misinterpreted. Yes. <laughs> yep. In, yeah. the, in the space that I am. <laughs> yes. In the space yeah. I'm in. And, and Ange has been caretaking as well, not with not with someone with dementia, but still caretaking. So yeah, it's been an f- interesting boat. And you <laughs> know, Filipino's gonna Filipino, right, Char? Oh, I mean, we fought it. I wasn't. I didn't become a nurse, you know. And then Seriously, here, here I, like, I am, a fucking no joke, caregiver. No joke. How did you and I? We did not go anywhere near that. And we're like, I'm creative. Not. I'm not a nurse. And here I am. It's all right. It's in but. our blood. It is, it's, it is, but it, it's interesting though too. As 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 we age, as as as, as we get older, it's like. Uh, but no, I'm you know I'm realizing it happened the other day when we were at um, the press tour for Respect, mm. and it was like three you know colleagues that we work with were basically like, oh, I'm dealing with. X, Y, and Z, and it was literally what Angie and I are dealing with. Mm -hmm. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I guess we're at that age, you know, where our parents or Mm. grandparents or whatever are just kind of, you know, it just happens. Yep. They didn't. They didn't tell us that when we turned forty, that that was Mm -hmm. part of the package. Mm -hmm. Oh man, my my sister in law uh, turned forty today. And oh. we had a little barbecue over the weekend, well, small family barbecue. Her brother was in town from LA with his wife and kid, and then my nephews and, and uh, her parents. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were like doing uh, her little cheesecake, you know, candle blowout or whatever. And I was just like, welcome to 40. Get prepared to start falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's actually, I'm not going to be able to find it in time, but uh, that's something that one of the posts that Joel McHale made a long time ago, I took a screenshot of it and it's just says, uh, what is it? Welcome to adulthood. Get your ibuprofen or something. <laughs> Welcome to 40. Oh yeah, I hope you like ibuprofen. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> I just want that on a shirt. Mike, he gets us. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, before we kind of start wrapping up, though, I did want to give a shout out. I mean, Ed Asner was a great actor, and I'm I'm mm. sad that he passed. But Michael K. Williams, y'all, mm-hmm. that one hurts, and. Um, mm-hmm. I was really, I don't know why there was a fantasy that I was like, one day we'll have him on. I just had a feeling. Oh, 
That would have been so fun. Yeah. He would have been great. Yeah. And I, I was telling Ange earlier today that Jeff and I, you know, everyone's talked to me about The Wire. And of course, I've seen him in other stuff. But um, Jeff and I started The Wire during the pandemic or like during the pandemic, maybe earlier this year. And um, now it's just going to make watching that a little harder, I think. But man. <laughs> yeah. And, and just the people reaching out. Yeah. Uh, in memoriam. Right. Uh, the famous people and what they have to say across the board is just how kind he was, how genuine yes. he was. And I, I started listening to Mark Marin oh. interview, interview yeah. him in February of this year. Yeah. And, and I just started listening to his very hard because he's talking about like how he's gotten he's just working on his health, you know, in the during the quarantine. And I don't know, it's just all sorts of things. It's very hard to listen to. But he's such a, a beautiful man. Yeah. And Omar Little like changed everything like to see That's this the character he plays Omar. In, yes. Who he plays in the, in the wire. wire. Just, you know, the the most dangerous, baddest man in the most dangerous streets of Baltimore was openly gay. Yes. A, a, an openly gay black man. That's huge. Yes. And he played it with such grace, really. I mean, it's hard to describe, you know, like someone that's a, a thug and like whatever. He plays it with grace. He does. And it's just the most beautiful character arc. And um, I don't know if you remember, but Obama, like, said The Wire was one of the best shows ever and Omar was his favorite character. Mm -hmm. And and for him to have said that while the prior president tried to ban same sex marriage and then our next president says like, yep, this is the best character in TV. It's yeah. just, you know, the, yeah, he changed everything with that character and nobody could have played it like he did. No. And I hadn't I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, you know, of course, knew of him, but haven't seen him. But the the gist of like everything that I've been seeing from, you know, from his passing is just like what a like, even though he's had like smaller parts and different things, it's just, like he's such a, a scene stealer. Like he's yes, that, he's that talent. He's mm -hmm. that guy that like blows your mind with, a, with, with when he brings a character into into, you know, into a movie or a, a, a TV show or whatever to unfold. It's just like the dude's just like one of those talents that will just like, holy crap, who's that guy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that beautiful scar on his face. Oh, I love a good scar. It's I know you everything, do. everything, everything. Scars. He got that in a, things. he got that. What'd you say? Scars, scars, and scars guard, uh, scars and what? Scars and veins, all the things that uh, attract uh, <laughs> scars and veins. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> sure. I was keeping the veins thing on the wrap. But thanks for whatever. I was going to say scars and salami, but sure. Scars <laughs> Babe, and veins. That's the same as me. Sure. Whatever. Garlic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on your tombstone. That, now that's a headstone. Scars, veins, and <laughs> salami. She. <laughs> oh. She's perfect. You guys remember that even she though I'm going to get creamy. She loved yeah. scars, veins, and salami. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. And a good captain's hat. Oh. 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 Oh, my God. But, you know, the other thing is to kind of tie it back to Joel McHale. I totally forgot until Joel McHale posted about it. He was on Community. Remember, he played a science teacher. Oh, my God. Yes. Just oh. like all these little things. And then he was nominated for an Emmy this year. 
for Lovecraft Country. Oh, fuck. He was in Lovecraft Country. Oh, right. I was yeah. obsessed with that show. Yeah, too. I know. See, I just completely forgot about all these things. Yeah. Wow. <gasps> That's right. Now I need to rewatch that, too. I yeah. Crazy. <sighs> so I don't know. It's terrible. Let's go into <laughs> that one. I didn't see coming because he also just did the DMX. Um, he was he did a, a tribute to DMX at the Essence Awards just a couple months ago. So and it's not like we even knew him, but I swear I was like, one day we'll have him on the show because he does a lot of indie shit. So I just I just assumed like we'll get Michael K. Williams on the show. Um, want to go to moment of pleasure? Let's round it. <laughs> let's like God. I know. I had one and now I don't remember. Char, <sighs> it's Alzheimer's. It's Alzheimer's month. Moment of pleasure. Let's see. A uh, moment of pleasure obviously is light light at the end of the tunnel, which I I, I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And uh, I guess I'll go with uh, because <laughs> it's on the TV to the left of me. Uh, the Giants are doing good and forgave Kepler. <laughs> Kepler. Correct veins Her manager gave Kapler and for the San Francisco Giants that are actually a lot of fun to watch here yeah for nothing right now we have it I have it on right behind the screen yeah it's just, <laughs> the screen is on the left oh yeah. man and do you have one um yeah yeah uh which one okay I'm trying to debate between two okay so um give two who cares well, OK, so the first one was uh, my sister was moving and we had to pack up her stuff and we found she had kept one of my old tops from high school. It was like one of my first real slutty tops. Like I went from like a tomboy to like dressing Super slutty slut. all like overnight kind of seemingly. Was that and this was your... one of my first. Sorry to interrupt, but wasn't that but you were also a raver. Yeah, that was before pre-rave. This was oh. like freshman year of high school uh, or maybe okay. eighth grade, eighth grade, maybe anyway. And it was um, this button up and it like tied right here. Um, so I showed my belly and like all this stuff. And so my sister had kept it and worn it because she's, you know, real petite. So she could fit in it long before I could. So anyway, I found it and I put it on over my <laughs> tank top that I was wearing. Oh. And I really channeled like, oh, my God, this tank top changed everything for me. You know, there's little. So I I saved it. <laughs> Not okay. that I would ever wear it again. But I'm are like, you wearing it to my wedding? No, negative. Oh, and okay. nobody wants to see that. But okay. um, but it really just like brought me back to that moment when like I first felt like a woman. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it just. Because I was, you know, such a tomboy and like I collected Ninja Turtles until I was like 13. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just a real big tomboy and Nerf guns. And anyway. that's probably when Shania Twain's song, Damn, I Feel Like a Woman came out. Right. Were you playing that while you're marching around in that top? Ew, no, no. Oh, okay. no. I was listening Sorry. to Tupac and Snoop. Anyway. Okay. Um, so finding that tank top, even though it, I do not look the same in it was like, just really made me really happy. Cause it reminded me of like that time when I first was like, oh, I'm a woman. I could like feel myself, you know, and feel yeah. like I look good in something, even though I don't look good in it today. So that's one. And then the other one was, um, you know, when I take my mom, I take my mom to church, which is right down the street, but I don't go in because I will burst into flame. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I stay in the car and I play ukulele. 
because oh. it's like forces me to like practice because I don't practice enough. That's your and church. Yes, exactly. Yes. So um, one of the priests came out and saw me and I was like, oh, is he going to like, is he going to look at me like, why aren't you in church? Because he actually gave the mass for my father. Like when my dad passed, he gave the mass at Leisure World. So he knows me and he knows um, my mom and he knows my mom's in there. And he saw me like sitting out there and not in church. And I thought he was going to be like, oh, come up to me and be like, why aren't you inside? And he like heard me playing and he like nodded and smiled at me. And I was like, oh, OK, he gets it. He knows that like I'm in my happy place and she's in hers. Right. So that was kind of cool to just kind of be like, yeah, I don't go in. But, you know. But it's I, cool. I'm supportive. Yeah. <laughs> so that Aww. was kind of like a cool moment because I thought he was just going to kind of come up and harass me. But he right. just kind of like nodded and and was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I have two, too. Nice. Uh, uh, watched uh, Fried Green Tomatoes for the first time <laughs> in a million years. And Jeff has never watched it. So he saw it, although it had commercials. So that kind of whatever. I knew you were going to say that Jeff has never seen it because right. he's never seen some of the greats, the of best like, movies of, of time. Like the yeah. early 90s, late 80s yeah. that are like strong women lead. Right. Films. And anyway, man, I was really feeling like this time seeing it because I don't know when was the last time I sat through watching Fried Green Tomatoes. I'm like, they were this was a lesbian story. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like, but like. <laughs> but they weren't saying it, but they were saying it. It's so kind of like, like Boys on the Side. If you've ever seen Boys on the Side. Is that with Drew Barrymore? Drew and Barrymore and Whoopi and mm-hmm, and one okay. other. I'm forgetting the name. But yeah, it builds up to like these women are in love. Duh. Right. Yeah. But I, best friends. Sure. I love fried green tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. And then what was the other thing? Uh, oh, us sending out our invites. Thank God. Oh, that wow. Was, that was a big lift off of our shoulders. Uh granted we have 45 other million things to do but that was kind of a big deal because the the wedding website was done and our registry was pretty done and yeah we sent that after oh i will we sent that after like two and a half hours the night before with our wedding day coordinator who gave us like another page two pages of notes of like things we have to do but anyways it's fine it's It's done it's 37 days y'all as they remind you on the wedding site 37 days <laughs> motherfuckers so uh yeah moments of pleasure there you go um well thanks for listening thanks to the team for getting on a call and uh yeah we'll we'll see you next week <laughs>